Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Uh, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. We've been gone a week, but we are back with Pastor Stephen in the room to talk about his sermon. How are you, man? You doing all right? Doing great. Doing, doing great. great. Uh, missed, missed being here last week, but uh, we had little something that we uh, we could not control and we're not able to get together so uh, thankful to be back today and uh, addressing um, well unchangeable truth yeah man when you're two popular people you know our schedules are really 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 busy and so it's just hard to get two handsome popular people together uh, mm. every well three with our producer <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah I had a I had I had a precious uh, 90 three-year-old lady yesterday for the first <laughs> not the first time in our service but the first time she ever came to the welcome I center can't wait to where this and she going. uh uh she walked up she was just, uh you look a lot different this close than you do on stage <laughs> and uh you know in my classic response i said well i'm i'm a lot better looking up close than i am on the screens aren't i <laughs> and her response was your eyes are just so brown so i'm thankful that she didn't she didn't say no no, you're pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, so she was yeah. she was still kind, but uh yeah, handsome. That's all right. Um the God God knew that if <laughs> if he gave too many of those positive attributes, that it would be unfair for everyone. So Yeah. Oh man. Well, it's good to be back. I feel like it's been a minute since we've been in here in here, even though it's only been a week. Feels like a long time. But we're gonna go ahead and talk about your sermon from a couple of weeks ago. And it's titled, Where There's Light, There's Life. And uh, just talking about the some of the characteristics of God and just different things like that. Coming out of John chapter 1, and your first point, your first point says that his light illuminates. Now, before you get into that, I want to ask a question. Um, so, from... From outside looking in, or somebody that's maybe not a church member, or even somebody that's not a believer, how would you explain this this statement that his light illuminates? Like, because that's kind of churchy language. They may not understand that. They may not understand what that means. But how do you how do you explain that to somebody that doesn't know Jesus or hasn't been in church? His light illuminates. Well, yeah. I mean, as you just said, when we are talking about the light, uh, we are talking about Jesus himself and, and you know it says there in the text that uh, in him was life and the light or excuse me and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and so uh, the light there being representative of, of Jesus Christ and I would just say just like when you walk into a room and you flip a switch on in order to uh, in order to see where everything is in order to have a better understanding then um, that's what Jesus is in our life and in this world that uh, over and over again in Scripture, it talks about the, the darkness of this world and um, the, the symbolic meaning there is, we, I mean, we live in a broken world, yeah. uh, the results of sin, our, our own sin. And so the darkness, and here's Jesus, the one coming in that, 
that that illuminates what is the meaning of life. It, he illuminates why have we been created. Uh, he gives better vision to not only life as we know it in this world and the the the, the plan or the uh, the reasoning behind that, but also life outside of this world, what we would know as eternal life and uh, the the path that leads to heaven. So how would I explain that to someone who is not, uh, as I like to say, someone who speaks Christianese yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they don't understand these, these churchy terms, just like you use a flashlight, right? To walk down a, uh, a dark road. I don't know. I can remember, oh man, I can remember when I grew up, uh, uh, all, all my buddies and I in high school, we had these, uh, these, uh, these tricked out raised trucks. Uh, we had lift kits on them all and we would go out and what we would do for the weekend is man, we would mud. So I got a question Yeah. on your tricked out truck. Did the front end stick up higher than the back end? No, no. People would have made fun of you okay, for that. Right. No, Just not at all. Just, you know, there's some yeah. of those around here I in know. Florida. Yeah. They're not mudding with those. I don't okay, think all right. But any, because you don't, you, I mean, you don't want your muffler going down in the <laughs> right, water. So, right. the uh, we would uh, we would go mudding and stuff. I remember, I'll, I'll never forget one time. Uh, you know, we were out mudding with a whole group of folks, and I hit this water and just boom, there I was done. And they just kept on going, and uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, we we're, we're walking down a, a just a lonely road, me and a couple of friends, and it's pitch black and. Now, this is pre-cell phone days. None of us had flashlights or anything. And here I am. I'm just, you know, Jesus loves me. This <laughs> I walking down no in the middle of the woods, expecting thing. Jason or uh, a uh, um, a skunk ape to come out. You know, something along those lines. <laughs> a skunk ape. Uh, I've never heard that term. You've never heard of skunk, a skunk ape? ape? Oh my goodness! Yeah, Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Oh well, I mean, I heard that one. Yeti, uh, skunk ape. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, and, and if I'm using that one, yeah, the next time you're out in the woods and you and you hear something move and you're like, man, what is that horrendous bo? That'd be a skunk ape, um, and they're they're real, they're real. I watch a TV show dedicated to uh, finding them. You're, um, you're a believer. The, but I can remember walking in that road and just like I wish I just had a little bit of light, you yeah. know, something to help me be yeah. able to see. Well, I would say I would say that's kind of the equivalent of 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 living life apart from Jesus Christ. I'm just walking along, and man, I really don't know where I'm going. Yeah. And all of a sudden, something just kind of like walking across a dark room at night that you're not familiar with, and your little toe finds the end table, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Or Lego. Yeah, Lego, whatever. Or, or my dog bone, uh, my dog's bone that she loves to lay in the floor after she's whittled it down to a shiv. That's a tough one in the bottom of your foot. The... Yeah. <laughs> but the light to illuminate that. So here is, I would say this, you've been trying to live life without any uh, brightness there, without any, I hate to keep using the terminology, but without yeah, yeah. any illumination. Yeah. And uh, Jesus is the one that kind of shines a light on this world and the things of this world and really our need for a savior. Uh, Jesus is the one that illuminates our sinfulness, yeah. illuminates our lostness. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of the point that's being made there. Uh, here's the way he is light. Uh, and, um, uh, also in the life of a believer, yeah. the illumination, uh, it's like, it's like trying to read the Bible before you 
came to know Jesus yeah. Christ as Lord and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and you're you're reading it and you're like, this makes no sense whatsoever. I can't get anything out of it. It's just crazy. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you and you open it back up. And it's like, oh, well, the reason why I couldn't understand it is because I've been reading in the dark. Yeah. And now the Holy Spirit's just shown a light. And wow, there you go. Makes sense now. Um, you're still kind of young, Ryan, but. Thank you. For, uh, well, I mean, we're talking about in, in relation to me and Journey and the people in this room. Uh, a lot of people, you are still not young, but according to us, you are. <laughs> Thanks. The more times now than I care to admit, I have to use the flashlight on my phone to be able to read something. And I there's even a lamp on in my in, in our living room at home or something. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to do it, but whatever, you know, and I pull it out. I'm like, oh, wow, look at there. It's so much easier. Uh, or if you wear glasses, I don't wear glasses. You wear glasses. You just had to run back to your office to get glasses. I did. You didn't have to expose me like that. But, you know, I, I have had that moment where um, I'm sitting maybe in our living room with our family and I can't see something and my my reading glasses weren't around. I called my son over that was standing at the kitchen bar and I said, hey, bro, come over here and I need you to, I need you to read this for me. So that was kind of a low moment in my life. When Did I had you also up. ask him to open a jar of pickles? No, okay. no, no. Right. I didn't do that. that but that's the had, bad day when you get your son something. to open the, the jar of pickles or your no. wife. Uh, that's a bad day. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's only, not only, it's only happened twice. Yeah. But, you know, it's just it was a, it was a low moment in my life when I had to. So, so how would I describe this to a lost person? Again, glasses yeah. would be a perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you wear glasses. How's how's it like when you're trying to live without your glasses? Yeah. You can sit there and say all day long, "I don't need no glasses." Yeah. Stinking glasses. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, instead of taking your, uh, you know, instead of putting toothpaste on your toothbrush, you put hemorrhoid cream. And then you're like, "Oh, I should have used my glasses." Um, <laughs> your mouth's all drawn up, and you can't even <laughs> oh, smile. I hope that's not from experience. Welcome back. Uh, there you go. That's what happens when we take one week off tree. the podcast. Oh my goodness. The but no, you wouldn't say uh, you yeah. might do that one time and you're yeah. like I'm putting my glasses <laughs> on. Well, it, it's the same way for those yeah. who sit there and say, "Savior, I don't need a savior. Jesus, I don't yeah. need a Jesus." And then you sit here and you're like, "Why why why do I quit why do I keep making the wrong decisions? Why do I keep walking off the end of the pier? Why, why do I keep stepping on these landmines, right, yeah. as I'm trying to walk across yeah. this dark room? Because you're doing it without light, without illumination, without without magnification, right, through your glasses. Yeah, and, and you even said it, like he... This this illumination, like it's so we have clarity. And, you know, I was thinking about that as you said this, because, you know, when I think of clarity, and especially when it comes to spiritual things, like a lot of the clarity that um, I receive is through scripture and through prayer. And I remember like it was recently, like I was just trying to think through this decision and just studying the word like I got some major clarity just from reading the words of God, like reading scripture and meditating on that and praying through that. So, I mean, I, I really resonated with that whole thought about his light does illuminate. It does give us clarity. Um, and it's Jesus, the one that illuminates like it's good. It is good. Like it's a, it's a great concept to live through and think through as a believer. And then all of a sudden you, you talk about, um, in this kind of same vein and same breath is like his light exposes. 
and you talk about how it exposes our life, but it also exposes our sin. Um, so like, can, can you talk about the sin portion for a second? Like, um, how, how do we deal with that as a, as a believer? How do we deal with that as somebody that's trying to live the yeah. life that God's called us to do, but yet his light exposes our sin? Well, let's first of all talk about it from, from the aspect of an unbeliever. Okay. Uh, how, how, well, first of all, we're all sinners. Let's just make this very, very clear. Every single one of us, even the best of us are sinners. Even those that are like, you know what? I'm a lot better than everyone else. Yeah. But journey's a sinner. Even journey is a sinner. And, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, the standard, we all come up short. What is the standard? Well, it's the one that exposes Again, Jesus. So when you sit there and we look at the life of Jesus, the only one to ever clothe himself in flesh, to be tempted in every single way that we are tempted. Now stop and think about that, man. That's a pretty powerful statement, to be tempted in every single way that we are tempted. A lot of times we sit there and we have this idea of Jesus, and we're like, oh yeah, you know, here's Jesus, God in the flesh, and man, you know, I could behave the way that Jesus did if I were Jesus because Jesus yeah. didn't have to deal with yeah. what I'm dealing with today. Well, no, Scripture says he he probably was tempted in ways that maybe you aren't even tempted yeah. in because there's not a temptation that has seized mankind that Jesus was not tempted with, and yet he did not sin. So there's my standard, standards Jesus. So when I lay my life up against his, all of a sudden it reveals to me uh, I've fallen short when it comes to my life. I am a sinner. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times we've even mentioned this before in our podcast. A lot of folks sit there and say, okay, what what basis? Okay, well, I need some written basis. Okay, let's go to the commandments. We'll talk about the commandments. Right, right. And, and the big ones are always like murder. You should not murder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, okay, I've not murdered. And then Scripture goes on to say, well, if you have had hatred in your heart, you're guilty of murder. Murder. Well, we've all had hatred in our heart. Uh, lust. Have you had lust in your heart? You're, you're guilty. You're guilty. So what is my standard? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, for an unbeliever, he exposes your sin. Why is it important for my sin to be exposed? Because my sin separates me from God. Mm. That God is just and God is holy. And God will not wink at sin. He hates sin. Yeah. Now, he loves sinners. How do we know he loves sinners? He sent Jesus, but he hates sin because here is God. God is absolutely 100% pure and he cannot let sin go, uh, go undealt with. Right. And so, so Jesus wants to deal with the sin. He exposes the sin in our life. And so when he exposes that sin, it's not to be, uh, you know, it's not exposed so that we might deal with it. He exposes that sin to show us who we are and to show us the depth. Yeah. The depth of uh, of our lives of disobedience. Do you think we get that wrong in the church? A hundred percent. Like, uh, okay. And yeah, because the church, it's it's so funny. We don't say it this way, but we live it this way. Hey, you guys clean yourself up and then come on and join yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, 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 there ain't a person. Pardon me. There's not a person out there that can clean themselves up. Yeah. And so, and so he exposes the depth of our sin. Mm-hmm. He, I would say this, he, he exposes our inability 
to cover our sin. Yeah. Yeah. We're brought to our knees to where we eventually say, hey, Jesus, I can't, I can't do for myself what I need the most. I can't forgive a sin. Yeah. And so Jesus, forgive me, come into my life. So, so, so he exposes. Now, you ask the question, how does this play out in the life of a believer? He, he still exposes sin. But once that sin is forgiven, I'm in right standing with God because now the blood of Jesus Christ covers my sin. There's no amount of sin that will bring me outside of that relationship that I now have because of the faith and trust that I have in Jesus. But yet, as I walk in Christ every day, he still exposes sin in my life that is keeping me from maturing to become more in the image of Jesus Christ. And so, even though the sin has been dealt with regarding my eternal standing with God, I still want that sin to be eradicated from me. Um, That I never get to the point where I sit there and say, because Paul would even say, hey, anyone who would sit there and say, well, you know what? I'm a sinner, but I'm saved by Jesus. So I'm just a sinner and I'm just going to suck it up and live life as a sinner. He would say, far be it. Yeah. No way. (laughs) No way. Every day your pursuit should be, I'm going to I'm going to walk from this sin with the help and the power of the Holy Spirit of God and understanding the only way that we're fully free from sin is when we are in the only place that there is no sin, and that is heaven itself. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I've just probably muddied the water. No, I mean, I, but it's in the same in the, in the same idea that, you know, God, he, his light illuminates, his light exposes, but then, you know, you talk about how his light guides, and I... And I'll let you take this wherever you want to on this next statement, but you said it from the stage, you know, that in a cancel culture, his light can never be canceled. Like, so in this culture that we live in with people trying to silence people, people trying to cause all sorts of division and things like that, the word of God, like his light, Jesus, God himself cannot be canceled. And I think that is a for me that's an encouraging statement like and i i would hope that the people in the church the people that are sitting listening to you preach and share the gospel and speak biblical truth like i would hope that there would be some excitement and some encouragement on the fact that the god of the universe the god that we serve is never going to be canceled is never going to be gone away like he is who he is he is who he says he's going to be and he's never going to be canceled well, yeah, it would rob him of his glory for us yeah. to even think that he could be canceled. Uh, we live we live in a world where there are no absolutes, and that's the biggest problem. And and I say there's no absolutes. We live in a world where people would say there's nothing that is absolute. We look at it around morality. There are no absolute wrongs. There are no absolute rights. It's what you know what you feel as though is right for yeah. you. I mean, we yeah. and this is. This is filtered all the way down through uh, what 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 is it? What is a marriage? What is the definition of marriage? Yeah, uh, yeah. What is uh, are there are there only two sexes yeah. or you know so so understand that the what has happened over the last and I'll even say goodness maybe even thirty years with the moral absolute slowly being stripped away now everything has become situational. And situational ethics, I would argue, are no ethics at all. 
that there are some mm. uh, absolutes, some yeah. things that are always right for all for all people in all situations, and some things that are wrong for all people and for all situations. So since since we sit here and we say, well, there's nothing that is going to be the same today as it or the same tomorrow as it is today or the same next week. It's all uh, it's all variable, right? Uh, that that even filters over into the spiritual realm mm. uh, when it comes to the way that we view God. And yeah. I would say this, the biggest problem that we have, and, and I'll even say in the church, and when I say church, I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about the true church. I would even say the body of Christ, those who have a relationship with Jesus. One of the biggest problems is the faulty view that we have of God. And we've addressed that here on the podcast before. So so I'm going to sit there and I'm going to, you're talking about cancel, that God's guidance will never be canceled. It's the scripture that says the same today, the same tomorrow, and the same yesterday. He is the very, very same God. And so there is a guidance that comes from him that will never change, that God's promises are always the same. God's standard is always the same. It's not, I mean, today I've been having a situation on my, uh, uh, on my laptop uh, my MacBook, you know, I got a new MacBook, oh, I don't know, a couple of months ago and a uh, bigger screen, uh, help the eyes out. And, uh, and so anyway, I use it to, to do a lot of writing and stuff on. And, um, and so in my sermon research and stuff, a, a lot of times I've been doing this for 30 years. So I have, I have all these files, electronic files of, of when I've dealt with text before and, uh, versus going back and doing all new research. I'll, I'll rely on a lot of research that I've done in previous years. And so a lot of times I'll sit there and as I'm, as I'm reading over, uh, something from the past, I'm like, oh man, I want to make sure I don't forget this. And I, I want, and so I just kind of, I'll highlight it and I'll dump it over in a new file, dump it over in sermon research. And so, uh, I do this in a word document and for whatever reason, since I've gotten this new computer, it would not let me highlight and dump. Mm. I would have to hold down shift and then highlight. Now to your average listener, they're like, so basically you're just saying, all you have to do is hit shift. And you can still do it. Yeah, but why? Why have to hit shift? You ought to be able to right-click on your mouse, highlight it, boom, dump it. Uh, and it drove me crazy because, oh, crud, shift, now highlight. And it wouldn't show me what I was highlighting. So you're just randomly picking up stuff. <laughs> and uh, Is that why you were yelling in your office the other day? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Probably so. Probably so. And And so... I'm sitting there and I'm reading, what, what's the problem? What is this? I'm sure this is not the only one. And eventually it's like, well, it's a bug and it was with this edition. And so you need to do this, blah, blah, blah. You need to update. Okay. So I installed an update and then I had to turn it off and return it back on. I'm thankful to be able to say to all our listeners today, it's working the way it's supposed to. I do it right there from the mouse. But there was a there was a little glitch with this system, and you had to update and all this so it fix it. And you know, if you have a Mac, you know they're constantly updating, updating your iPhone, and yeah. and you know supposedly they 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 do that so you get to the point where you've got to get a new one, yep. right? And yeah, I, I know been, Windows. I've been hustled. Windows is a constant update over and over and over again. And so we live in this society to where we have this idea, well, and there are folks who even say this, well, 
I mean, God's word. I mean that that was that was for the old days. Yeah. You know, we need an updated word. No, 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 no. There'll never be an update. There'll never be a Bible edition two. That's right. Uh, now there have been there have been some new translations, uh, but it all goes back to when well, it should. There's a few that I would encourage you to stay away from, but it all goes back to the original text. And so why is that important when it comes to God's guidance? His guidance will always be the same. I can, I, can, I can depend upon his promises every day. It may play out differently in my life depending on where I find myself. Now, the principle is going to be the same. The precept is going to be the same. The application yeah. in my life may be different, yeah. but it's all the same. And so I'd say that's key. And, that, and I'll, let me just stop and say this. It's the only thing in our lives that we can say that's the truth for. Yeah. Jesus, God's word. Um, we even used the illustration, or I did in the sermon, Ryan, about when the uh, the Israelites are going through the, the wilderness and God led them yeah. by a cloud by the day and uh, a pillar of fire. You know, you think of a pillar, you know, what a pillar is, I mean, what does that mean? A pillar of yeah. fire, you know, uh, just fire in the sky, whether it be a pillar or a pillow or whatever. It's pretty impressive. True. Yeah. And that's a true statement. And that we would sit there and say, man, things would be a lot easier today if that's how God would do it. If, you know, to all of our single adult listeners that are sitting there saying, you know what, boy, I really like to know who God, who God has for my future, my, my future spouse, you know, and all of a sudden you come out of, uh, I don't know, you come out of zoology class and you sit there and there's the cloud just hanging right over her head and you're like, Oh, that she is right there. She's the one slurping on the, the, the blue icy. That's her. There's God's cloud over her head. And, and you're like, oh, you walk up to her and you're like, do you see the cloud over your head? We're for each other. Wouldn't it be so much easier if that were the case? But, but the reality is we don't have to worry about a cloud. Yeah. We don't have to worry about a fire. We, we have all we need in the light of Jesus Christ that is illuminated through the written word. And I would just challenge our listeners. So many times we sit there and we're like, well, you know, I'm facing a decision. Uh, now, I never spend time in God's word, but I think today I'm yeah. going to go and I'm going to yeah. open it up and yeah. he's going to direct me. Um well, I mean, God can do anything that God wants to do. I can tell you this. You'd be better off to do that than to open up a dictionary or a self-help book or, yeah. or Osteen's Finest. True. But get in get in the Word every day, and what's going to happen is that's what the psalmist meant when he said, your Word's a light, yeah, uh, a light into my feet, a lamp into my path, right? Something along those lines. So um, that's what it means when it guides. It guides. So your one of your last statements is, um, you know, his word is the guiding light. His light should guide you and me. Um, again, just encouraging the church of the fact that, you know, his, his word is that guiding light. So m- my last question, we have we'll probably have a few more minutes just on this one particular podcast, but my last question is for the, for the believer who is um, working diligently to uh, read Scripture, trying to grow in their faith, um, but comes to a moment in their life where they're like, I just have a hard time 
feeling like um, I'm getting anything out of the scripture. So if we go to this text that, you know, his light illuminates, his light exposes our life and our sin, but his light also guides. How would you, how do you connect those dots between the believer who's struggling, finding some information or getting some comfort guidance out of scripture when clearly his word says, hey, I'm the guide. Well, that's a... I know that's... I, yeah, that's not a, that's not a we got a few more minutes uh, question to answer. Well, uh, you're usually good at just answering it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... Well, a couple of different ways. A couple of different ways. The the assumption is that somebody somebody truly knows Jesus, right? So, I mean, because the first place I'm going to say is, hey, let's let's what makes you think you you truly are in Christ? Let's 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 examine salvation. So, so let me narrow it down. Let me narrow it down. Then, so I I I got I got some students that I know, you know, are are believers. They stepped out of studying the Word. They spent some time you know letting the word of god kind of be on the back burner of their life and so they jump back into it and they're like i'm just having a hard time jumping back into it like what advice would you give to them based off of he is light that illuminates light exposes and his light guides yeah i'd say go back to the basics yeah let me go back to uh let's let you know the like the day that they were saved Mm. you know you didn't you didn't start out as a theologian the day that you were saved. Right. Uh, just uh, uh, be in awe and be in glory of the very, mm. the very salvation Good of word. Jesus Christ. And uh, my goodness, start start over there in one of the uh, one of the Gospels. Um, you know, we tell folks to go to John, but I mean, my goodness, start in any of the Gospels and just. Uh, I mean, a great principle to follow is I'm going to sit there and as I pray, I'm going to have the word open and I'm going to say, hey, God, God reveal to me, illuminate scripture to me. Uh, I think small group Bible study is a key as well to be able to sit there and say, hey, what what's God been teaching you? And let me tell you what God's been teaching me and then being honest there. And, you know, if if it hadn't been a a very, uh, you know, a great week. Then uh, when it comes to your own personal study, just come there and say, yeah, I'll be honest, I struggled a little bit this week with some things. Um, But desperately cry out to the Lord, Lord, I want to know more about you. Um, And try not to view it as performance-based salvation. Oh, my goodness, if I'm really saved, I'm going to want to read my Bible. And I don't really want to read my Bible. And and don't focus on it that way. I would say say approach it as, you know, you've received a letter from your— from your uh, your beau or your you know your girlfriend, I guess that word beau dates me a little bit. But, a little bit. Uh, Journey knows what we're talking about. The uh, from you received a, a, a you know that loving text or letter from from someone that is uh, very important to you, and you're just you're probably not going to read it one time. You know, back in the old days, before people sent text, you would actually get letters, and uh, you know you you didn't read it one time and throw it in the trash can. You kept it and you'd open it up again. And you'd be like, oh man, yeah, I think they really meant that. I think they really meant that. And just sit there and, um, I mean, my goodness, start with, start with, uh, start with John 1, 1 and sit there and say, you know what, for the next month, yeah, I'm just going to dig into John 1, uh, John chapter 1. And I'm going to read a few verses every day. And all right, God, it's my prayer time. God reveals to me, reveal to me about you, reveal to me about you. Uh, and have some accountability there. Accountability is key. Yeah. Every one of us needs somebody in our lives that we've given license to 
uh, ask the hard questions and, and hold us accountable when it comes to things like that. But go back to the basics. Um, you know, just, uh, just Lord, thank you for saving me. And I know you're making and creating and crafting a new work in me. And so today reveal yourself to me as I study your word and, and, and kind of go from there. And there'll be days that you will have yeah. devotions that'll just be earth shattering. Yeah, for sure. And then there'll be days where you're like, Oh my goodness, man, I just, I, 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 I didn't get a whole lot, but, but can I just say this when you're eating, Sometimes you have fabulous meals. <laughs> and then there are sometimes you're like, you know, man, I just had half a ham sandwich, but boy, if I didn't have that half a ham sandwich, I'd yeah. be starving right now. Yeah. Um, so. Well, where there's light, there's life. And uh, his light illuminates, his light exposes, and his light guides. May we always remember that. Pastor Stephen, thank you. For your time, thank you for pointing us to Jesus, and we'll see you next time on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.